What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the hardworking happy hour. I'm Sean. And I'm Catherine. And as always, we'll be breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career. And this week, we have a very special guest at a very special place. Yeah. Kevin Crochet. <laughs> Showcat, but good, good Showcat. try, good try. Oh, that was yeah. pretty close. Showcat, okay. Yeah, pretty close. Kevin Showcat uh, of Raven Builders. It's, it's chocolate, actually. As, uh, yeah, as, as Shane would say from Ultimate Tech I'm going to go with that. Yeah, yeah like that. That is what I'm going to refer to you from <laughs> now until eternity. So we're uh, also uh, worth mentioning we are at JLC Live in Rhode Island. Yes. We're recording this we live at the uh, Decorator's booth on top. So if you are listening to the audio of this, Check out the video. You'll see the whole show in the background. It's pretty sick. Yeah, it's a good show. Great show. A lot Everybody's of people here. here. Everybody's here. It's uh, been seen a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, a lot yeah. of. It's interesting because it's kind of like a regional show, but pretty much everybody like a lot of people come in for it. Like yeah. our buildings was here, uh, the Build Network was here, so it's cool to it's cool to see those guys. Oh yeah, definitely. But uh, anyway, Kevin's also here. I am. Kevin's here, but you're from here. I am. So I'm from here. I, I'm uh, born and raised in Rhode Island. I run my business in Southern Rhode Island. Really? So JLC just happens to be right in my backyard, which is convenient because it's a great show. And yeah. this year we have a fantastic turnout. Um, it's really been a good time. I'm looking forward to today being the last day of the exhibition and yeah. being able to uh, see some more stuff. And So you were born and raised in Rhode Island? I was. I would have never guessed that with the accent. I you, was. You don't have, so, you know... A Normally, yeah. So Rhode usually Island when exit. I'm traveling, people ask me if I'm from Boston, <laughs> and I could try to explain that I'm from Rhode Island, but then they don't know where that is. Uh, yeah. So then I just agree that yeah. yes, I am from Boston. <laughs> is it is it actually an island? Rhode Island is not an island. Okay. It is not. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. False advertising. We are yeah. extremely <laughs> landlocked here. Okay. That's but, good because I was I was gonna get nervous, feel trapped like a demonized rat. Yeah being surrounded by water in Rhode Island, yes. but yeah. we're, uh, we have exit points. We do have <laughs> exit points. Yeah, okay, we do perfect. have exit points, but we have, uh, we have quite a bit of coastline. So okay. a lot of ocean touching us. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get into the episode cause, uh, I'm pretty excited to break down a couple things here. Yeah. Uh, we met you for the first time deck expo 2021. Yeah. Um, now, when we met you there, that was, you, I don't know if you, did you have Raven Builders yet? I know you weren't really doing content yet. Yeah. You were like tra in a transition point, right? Yeah. So I actually, I've been in the trades for officially 20 years. Uh, I've worked a lot of different jobs. I've owned uh, a lot of smaller companies, you know, as a subcontractor, uh, servicing homeowners. Um, so... When I visited Deck Expo in Dallas, it was actually a point in my life that I had just left a uh, upper management corporate role of uh, residential renovations, and I had formed an entity that was almost running a similar model, like a construction management. And through the start of COVID, I had started to source into more uh, residential homeowner work, and you know we were doing a lot of decks and. We were doing all sorts of other things. We weren't yet focused on a niche trade. Um, and my trip to Deck Expo in Dallas was actually solely based on uh, thoughts I was having about niching down and, and, and really focusing in on the deck space. Um, and it was my experience, I've shared this before, 
Um, it was the it was the people that I met in Dallas, uh, a lot of the relationships that I made that really pushed me in that direction to know that this is really wh where I want to be and where I want to operate the business, um, including the manufacturers, including the other builders, just uh, you know, including you guys. Like the 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 time that I had in Dallas and the relationships that were formed started to push me in that direction. Um, so so really. At that time, the company was called Raven LLC. Uh, the name actually comes from, my name is Kevin, my wife's name is Rachel, and when I formed the entity, I was in a vicious non-compete for the company that I was employed by, so I formed a shell company to run a side hustle out of uh, that I felt I was safe, that I wasn't violating that non-compete. Um, so we had formed a pretty quick name. So I re just rebranded it to Raven Builders. Uh, we didn't yet fully harness, uh, you know, this deck company or whatever that may be. And I don't know if that'll ever be the fact. I think we'll probably at this point stick with the brand we have. But at this point, we don't perform any other work unless it's attached to a deck. Uh, we'll do yeah. sliders, windows, a little bit of siding, whatever, as long as it like a butts uh, project that we're building in outdoor space. Yeah. Uh, so in a roundabout way, you're saying that you would not be where you're at today if you hadn't met us at, at Deck Expo Dallas. <laughs> and we are the root cause of your success. Is that honestly, what you said? Is that a quote, honestly, root cause part of, your of what success? you're saying is probably true because I do believe that everything, you know, plays a role. Uh, you know, this is the butterfly effect here. Um, so, yeah, I mean. One thing, uh, I was being a little facetious, but I'm going to be completely serious when I will take... 100% full credit for the the donkeys video. Donut coming out of the pouch. What did <laughs> this I say? Is true. We this were talking. I was like, dude, you need to get on social media. I would just listen to you for your accent. You could be like, hey, I'm over here That's at donkeys. Yeah. <laughs> I will take full credit for that. So thank in, you. In my defense, I've put in pretty good effort into getting that video to go. I've reposted it several times. I've shared it on multiple platforms. I think it's incredible. Uh, the world wide may not share share that with me, but uh, check it out. It's on TikTok and Instagram with Diamondback. I'm going to plug my guys. So, you know, if you're running Diamondback bags, Dunkin' Donuts fits in there. Perfect. Um, yeah. So you're saying the one thing that was 100% my idea was a complete dud. <laughs> the one thing that is I can I mean, be attributed to was a total dud. It's done like thirty thousand lifetime, maybe, maybe fifty. I mean, it's not you know, it's not it not a rocket more. ship. Uh, okay. okay. It's not a rocket. It's a biplane. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, still yeah. Cool Prop is yeah. still yeah, spinning. You yeah. should try reposting it again one more time. One right, more yeah, time. Yeah, maybe I'll collaborate Fifth with time. you on that one. Fifth <laughs> time's the charm. <laughs> maybe we'll re we'll repost it on our working happy hour to. Uh, debut the so, episode. I think we're having yeah. some lighting issues yeah. out there. Yeah, this is going to be great do for the Do they know that this is a camera set today? <laughs> that we're I think it's good. Yeah. It's good that we have the GoPros. They adjust to lighting pretty oh. quickly, so we yeah. should be good. Yeah. Um, so for right. the audio people, the lights keep going on and off in this convention hall. Yes. Which is a little concerning and confusing. If you're listening to the audio, disregard that, and uh, <laughs> you will not notice a difference. Yes. Onward. Uh, yeah, so... You were like really at that transition point, like at Dallas, and it was cool to like meet you there, learn a little bit about your background. You know, I got the impression that you had a ton of experience doing pretty much all phases of construction, which, mm -hmm. which is a really cool way to get into decks because that was kind of where Anthony came from when he came into to Premier. He came from like doing everything, niching down to decks. 
where I started from nothing learning up to decks. And I think when you have all that other experience, you can like niche down to something like decks. It's you know how it connects to every other thing. You can do roof structures on top of it. You can do the things like siding and doors that you know are gonna essentially be a part of the project. And I think it puts you at a really good advantage to just do those things that you wanna do, like build the decks, but have that experience to be able to manage everything around it as well. Yeah. That yeah, makes sense? It, it really does. Yeah, it's, it's nice to know how things work, especially when yeah. you're attaching to them and really, I mean, in Atomic Habits, right, it says if you can't be the best at a certain thing, figure out a combination of things that you can be the best at doing all of them together. Um, and you it can really, that that book? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, you create your own game, right? Um, I must have missed that chapter. I love that yeah. book and I love that quote, <laughs> yeah, but I create, don't remember it from the create book. Create your own game uh, that you're the best at, then you'll always win. Um, so, I mean, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. We, we uh, I don't really, so I will say this, we don't show it on our social, but before we niched down, we, we had a new construction project that was in planning stage. It's a 2,800 square foot new construction home. And we're, by the time we get it off the ground, we're, right now we're in final stage to finish. And uh, every day that project is a reminder to me that I want to build <laughs> decks. And, um, because really, the, the, the beauty of the, the, the niche industry for me, which I was kind of always blind to as being a carpenter in this area, it's very common for us to kind of do a little bit of everything, right? There's not many companies that specifically specialize in a niche area in the trade. Um, and I kind of learned that it was different when I traveled that there was a lot of debt companies around the country where around here there's very few. Um, and there's more popping up, you know, even this year I've seen a few new ones pop up. But yeah, that's a constant reminder to me that I like to be in control. That's one of my things. Um, it's a blessing and a curse. but. I maintain a lot of control and I can do a lot of what we do in house. I very rarely might need a gas hookup for a fireplace or uh, an electrical circuit for a lighting transformer. Very yeah. minimal, you know, some structural engineering or whatever, yeah. but we drive our own piles, we frame, we finish, you know, everything we do, including if we we're gonna put a roof on it, side it, windows, um, we can do ourselves in house. Yeah. Um, and it just creates a lot of schedule control because really the, a lot of the pains that come with building are managing subs and are managing vendors that you don't have control. So yeah. um, that's, it's, it's been nice. And that's a constant reminder for me um, whenever I start thinking funny that I want to kind of <laughs> look at something else or maybe we, you know, go touch the stove again. Um, and that's, yeah, so... That's something I think that you you really need to, to wrangle and get control of because we don't do that. We don't do we ever like venture outside of our comfort zone and then like somebody has to be wrangled in. Oh no, never. That never, never happens, happens at all. <laughs> it's good that like the person that's leading our company doesn't um, agree to a lot of things that we shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And then we have to do those things. Yeah, agrees to them before talking to like anybody else. Yeah, before, before discussing it with anybody. <laughs> Almost gets into situations where they start building tiny houses for people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's us. Yeah, we do that. We do that every once in a while, and I think, I think like that's part of being a niche company is like, you are in this little niche, and then you have to every once in a while like, 
see how far you want to go outside of that. And you start, like, we did a project last year that it was like, halfway through the project, it was just like, why are we doing this? Like, this is not our niche. Like, we basically built an addition. Like, we shouldn't be pouring a slab foundation for a deck. Like, we're deck builders. We shouldn't be yeah. building anything that has a sill plate and walls. Like, that's not our specialty. We shouldn't be laying porcelain tile over a slab with heated floors. Like, that's not our thing. So I think yeah. every once in a while, you need to, like, have that reminder. And it kind of pushes you back to your core thing that, that makes you good at what you do and kind of separates you. Yeah, so for all the people listening, at least they did just get an update on the light situation <laughs> that they said they're working through it. It's going to be a couple <laughs> okay. of minutes. Yeah. So even for the audio nice. side, they'll yeah. now have confirmed yeah. that. Yes. But yeah, I yes. totally agree. Like, I, uh, the strength in my company and the value that we can provide is that we build specific jobs that are our style and that we can systematically invent our own processes for the way that we build those jobs and become efficient and b provide a high level of quality and like a great customer process. And like when we go try to apply that to another form of building or another section of the trade, it doesn't work. And then yeah. we lose that steam that we've built by like building out organizational trailers that are specifically for building decks. And yeah. you know, when that was like one of the momentous occasions of me doing this is I stood in my trailer, my last trailer, with my guys outside of it, and I threw stuff into the parking lot at the <laughs> shop and had them file it away where it's been on the shelves since we did that. You know, and, and like I no longer have to bring buckets and boxes and bags of all these miscellaneous tools um, that I that we don't want, you know, so we can actually see what we have in our trailer and find what we need and put it where it goes and which is a struggle on its own, but it's it's part of what we're trying to do here is be organized and efficient so it shows in our product. I have a, a very uh, visual image of this cathartic moment that you went yeah. through throwing, just <laughs> throwing things stuff. Out. It was incredible. <laughs> Why is this here? It's just <laughs> throwing it. It was just like, you know, fiberglass rolls of drywall tape and yeah. like, yeah. you know, uh, pecs fittings and yeah. electrical boxes just hitting the ground and, do you know, uh, whatever. I mean, just so much stuff. Like I used to... I. At a certain point in my life, when I got into the management section and, and started, like, I my my complaint was that I was I was like a glorified moving company, right? That I was tired of just moving stuff around mm -hmm. on a regular basis. I just felt like that was like half of my life was like moving heavy objects in and out of houses, <laughs> in and out of yeah. you know. So I I've I've. I've addressed that like with the way we operate now. We started this project that we're on and I explained to the customers that like if they could designate this space of their, you know, not use this garage and give me this lane of their driveway and I could put my trailer here and set up here and I can, you know, that they're going to save a good amount of money over the course of this project. Yeah. Because that efficiency, yeah, every morning and every afternoon and even like when your table setups are right behind the trailer and you need a bit or you need, you know, yeah. and it's right there and they know where it is, like you're talking about, you know, a four-man crew. Like we're saving 10, 20, 30 man hours a week yeah. through that organization and just being where we need to be and get being set up right. And so I didn't always used to work like that. And there's a lot of value in it. Yeah. I think the other day you said 
something that really like resonated with me that like with different oh, wow. trades you profound? need yeah, it was profound <laughs> okay. okay but you said something like other trades or like specific. for hardscaping you need like a ton of money a ton of equipment for a deck builder you just need five thousand dollars worth of tools and a trailer is included in that five thousand dollars and you can really run an efficient deck building business and that's so true if you just have everything the couple of things you need everything where you need it it's like yeah it's a it's a starter a starter package. If you can get if right. you can get a trailer right. yeah. for a thousand, right, you can buy like all. Of, and this was talking to a hardscaper because it's like it was a hardscaper that you know is really well established. And they're like, we want to start doing some decks. And I'm like, yeah. every time I talk to a hardscaper, I'm like, you'll get the hang of it in like one or two jobs, and you realize it's a lot easier than doing hardscapes. Everything doesn't weigh as much. You can like estimate it so much more efficiently. You can charge more money for it. And instead of like doing a hardscape where you need like most companies probably have like a three hundred thousand dollar setup with a hundred thousand dollar dump truck, a huge trailer, a ninety thousand dollar skid steer, another ninety thousand dollar excavator, just to do pavers where you could legit miter saw, table saw, circular saw, you could get like a setup to build a professional level deck for like five grand. You know, agreed. Yeah. We have expanded beyond that, both of us, I would imagine. I've, right. I've pushed and, uh, that. Just I just yeah. spent 12 grand on a new trailer, but it's <laughs> the second trailer we've had. But it's it's big. It's eight and a half by 16. So, you know, you can get like a starter package that's a lot smaller and kind of work into it. But I think it's, it's cool that all the tools for deck building aren't super expensive. It's yeah. not cost prohibitive to get into it. Um, then it's just knowing what are those little specialty tools that I need? How do I use them? Because I think that's the thing with the industry that's changing and requires people to niche down is every product that you install has its own methods, has its own right. little tools. It's not just like it was in the 90s where it's like you're basically like a framer building a deck. It's like it's a frame and it's wood decking. Bing, bang, boom, we're out. Now it's like the level that's expected is so high, you have to know the material, have to know the installation, and it requires you to specialize to really be competitive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, so yeah, we, we actually just built a new trailer as well, and we were kind of <laughs> side by side doing that. Sean did give me a little push on that one, because as soon as I saw the inside of his trailer empty, um, I immediately wanted to upgrade our size. Um, we actually have a mini skid steer that we, I wanted to be able to not have to take a separate trailer for the mini skid because it's a pain in the butt to tow two trailers to every job, even yep. though now we do that anyways, because we found that having a storage trailer for materials and shovels and rakes and all that kind of stuff is cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we have a lot of tools. We have a, spe a lot of specialty stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like stuff and I like tools <laughs> so that is a lot of it, mm -hmm. um, but I'm always trying to drive efficiency and drive quality. And if there's anything I can, I, I value tools by productivity raised and quality raised, right? So there's something that can do that over a period of time and can make us money and provide a better, you know, experience for the team. Because um, I mean, I, I worked for some companies growing up that really didn't give us the resources that I feel like I try to give my guys because nobody wants to 
hate doing the work that they're doing because they're not being supplied with like the tools that like just like when I was in a management role right and they'd want me to accomplish these tasks but wouldn't give me the resources required to like move these mountains that they wanted moved it's frustrating right so just like my guys um, I like to supply them with everything they need to work comfortably you know and even yeah. with that trailer build like I was so excited to like put refreshments in it and like really get it set up because we're working through the winter it's 10 degrees out and like we have a heated trailer that you can make a hot chocolate or a coffee or microwave a meal that's like actually in there like if you don't bring a lunch or whatever or you eat your lunch and you're hungry just go in the trailer and like get like a bowl or something and warm it up and i thought that was like really important for like our culture to you know you work in an office building like there's like a kitchen where you can like go get a snack or something and like why are we not living like that if we have the means to do it? Yeah. Um, we should do that because you just pulled a microwave out in like the middle of the yard. Like, I, the other I day. saw <laughs> that. It was pretty cool though. He was that just, was nice. Like, it was yeah, like it was a, a nice like shot. It was like having a picnic. Yeah. He was, I was having, having a picnic by myself. <laughs> and I didn't realize like I'm out there in the middle of the lawn because I was like, do I go bring that extension cord to the microwave or bring the microwave to the extension cord? And I chose the second one. And uh, as I'm just laying there on the ground next to the microwave, doing a little Instagram story. And then I realized at the same time, everyone else was filming me because I must have looked kind of funny. And uh, But it was nice. It, it was yeah. a nice moment. And I'm glad I took that moment to rest. But it would also be nice to... I wish that you had gotten your trailer and started your build like a day earlier. Because you literally went out and bought a trailer like the day after I did. I think yep. you're like, yep. You were like, I was ready to buy a trailer. I saw your. I'm doing it right now. Right. Um, but having the like power set up in it, you got what a couple, yeah. uh, couple solar panels. Yeah, I get. I have four hundred watt panels, uh, two one hundred amp hour batteries, and an inverter. Um, so I got a trailer that was pre wired for shore power. Yeah. So it came with like a forty amp box with two circuits. Okay. Which was like a must for me because I didn't want to have to strip walls to like wire it. Yeah. Um, so that way we, you know, we have all our charger banks mounted on the wall, plugged in. And we can also, if we are running air, um, we run the high pressure nailers, which is like a DC brushless motor. They're super efficient compressors. We can just plug it right in the trailer. So traditionally we're plugged in a shore power. We tell the client that the trailer's getting plugged in. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we raised our last client's ele electricity bill through the winter, like 300 bucks a month or something for <laughs> the, uh, for the build. Yeah. But it was a known fact that our tools, our batteries, our adhesives need to stay above freezing. Yeah. So it's yeah. just not, you know, the trailer is insulated for maximum efficiency. We don't keep it at 80. We keep it at 40 or 50. Um, just, you know, overnight just to keep everything so we have charged batteries in the morning and we can operate yeah uh, but yeah so we have a solar backup which is kind of cool because i can unplug the trailer and it still runs or if we do blow a breaker it doesn't shut the job shut the job site down um and i have like moved the trailer with like the heat on and like all the batteries are charging yeah and uh we've also done you know if we roll up to a job for a day and we don't have the heat on like we do not have to plug it in we could just run it out in the street and uh and charge it when i get home or solar will chick trickle it yeah it's cool yeah that's mm. awesome that sounds so nice i like what you said about uh all the things that you let the client know beforehand and it's similar to what we do like we say yeah we're gonna have a tool trailer here we're gonna eventually need a dumpster but i think it's it sounds like what you do is really say like evaluate the site think it think it through and say okay 
not only are we going to need a uh, tool trailer parked here, we're going to need this spot. The dumpster's going to go here. Like, really walk them through, like, where everything's going to go, exactly what you need. Like, do you need the whole driveway? Lay that out way before you get there. So it's not like you pull up and you're like, knock on the door, like, hey, you need to get out of the driveway. Like, I think that's a really interesting thing to lay out and say, we're going to need a tool trailer. That's going to go in the driveway here. We're going to need access to park here in the driveway. We're going to need the driveway. Don't park in the driveway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, this is our driveway now. Yeah. Um, I think that's really uh, an interesting thing to do because I think the more that you can set the expectation of those like minor inconveniences, as long as you lay them out ahead of time, it's not a problem. And it's usually not a problem if you just say, hey, uh, we're going to need a dumpster here for a week. But I think it just improves the experience just that little bit more that they know what to expect and there's no surprises. It's not like, oh, geez, I'm not going to be able to unload my groceries right into the garage. You know, they, they know that going in and it's not a surprise. I think that's interesting. Have you ever heard that uh, if the, so like if I have a client and they, when a client has questions, right, that's actually an indicator that I haven't done my job correctly as a leader because I haven't informed them. Um, of everything they need to know in order to feel comfortable throughout that project, right? Yeah. So like both ways, like down the chain, up the chain. Like if I'm, if I'm like truly like leading that project and, and like being in control, um, that not only do the the carpenters, the, you know, the team members have proper instruction on what they're going to do, but the 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 client or the homeowner actually has clear instructions on what is being asked of them how the process is going to go, when we're going to be there, when we're going to be done, you when know, to pay who's going to be there, when the payments are due, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because that is a common thing that people, they, they don't want to ask, they don't want to bother you, but they really don't know what's going on and it can cause stress and anxiety on them that they might not, to, they, they might not, not want to bother you with, but then it's, it's, it's creating, you know, a less enjoyable process for them yeah. for us to be around. Like I like when we have clients that miss us when we're gone. Yeah. And that happens very, very often where people are like, I can't believe, you know, you go or just uh, really like the kids or the pets. You know, yeah. I always bond mm -hmm. with the pets when we're on the site. I like dogs. You know what I mean? Do you so you'll steal see, any animals? I never like take them home. Okay. But I actually have left my animals with clients. Like, <laughs> so we just had uh, we just had that big project where we built that monstrous uh, steel and, you know, project out in Connecticut. And I, they are personal friends of mine, yeah. but they got to bond. So they have a dog. I was bringing my dog to the site. They have a ton of acreage and they were bringing the, my dog on hikes and oh. these two dogs were bonding. <laughs> and then shortly after we went to Cabo. Yeah. So we went to Cabo for Decorative Pro Summit and they actually reached out to me and asked if they could have Piper <laughs> while we were away. Oh. <laughs> so she went back to the ranch and uh, spent the time. <laughs> we were getting photos the whole time of them Aww. in the river, hiking, playing in the mud, doing That's the thing, awesome. sleeping on the couch. Yeah. Uh, you know. So yeah. So I have left, not taken. We should <laughs> we should think about that at the end of every job. Just gift the homeowner with a live animal. Sick. <laughs> It's been really great doing this job for you. Uh, we've really bonded. Uh, here's your new family member. Here is, and we, it could be a different one every time. Like, yeah. here's a duck. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, uh, what do I what? do with the duck? <laughs> it's yours. Whatever you want. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> you can eat it. You can take care of it. Whatever. Yeah, I think that's one thing that our job sites are lacking is more animals. Yes. You have. You've had some animals though. 
Let's we've, talk. Had, we've had more animals than most people have had inside of their work van. I mean, most people don't have a, a mobile office. Was there a That's squirrel true. or a chipmunk or some sort of... We had bunnies. Bunnies. We had Wasn't bunnies. There? We had a bird. Oh, we had I frogs. had a bird. Right? Right? Remember, a guinea pig. Oh, a guinea pig. The yeah. guinea pig. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I remember some thing. sort of uh, rodent. Right? Yeah. 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 It was a tiny baby one. It was just really I little. I had a one-day-old uh, little... What was that like a kind of like a terrier? It was like a little bulldog. It was a puppy. French bulldog. French yeah. bulldog puppy that was like literally a day old. Yeah. That job had lots of animals. That, that was one like on a farm. specific job had like many. Most many. of the animals yeah. that we encountered. <laughs> yeah. So I did find a baby bunny um, when we were de- demoing a project. That, uh, Screenies actually just posted. It was like a big covered porch with glass in the gable. They posted it yesterday, but w- when I uh, I found this little baby bunny, there was nobody else around, no mom or dad, mm-hmm. and it really just didn't want it. Like, I, like, tried, like, shooing it away in the bushes, and it just, like, stood there and looked at me, so I was like, yeah. <laughs> alright, let's go, you know what I mean? So I picked <laughs> him up, he was chilling, I had him in my little hoodie pocket or whatever. Of course, got a couple shots in the pouch, you know, just, <laughs> and he was pretty much just chilling out for a while. Um, until is he you with know, you here at the show? He's he's not. Um, he's at home. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It is. Did you weird. keep him? What happened? I did not. No, oh. I released him to the wild. Okay. So he's probably dead. Well, no, I would I hope that. that mom and dad came and found him, or at least mom. I don't really know how the family orientation of bunnies is, but <laughs> one of the custodial you know, parents maybe he came yeah. from a broken home. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Poor guy. Yeah, when we found the we found the bunnies, I had both of them. They just sat for so long, and then I was like, "Oh, this is great! I just have two pet bunnies now. These are definitely mine." And uh, then all of a sudden, they turned out like they just freaked out. <laughs> they were like they turned into like jumping beans, where they were like they were definitely wild animals. So yeah. I was like, "This isn't fun anymore." Yeah. Did you have them back at your house at that point? Was that? Yeah. When they were in the van with me, I just had them in the van all day. And they just right, sat. Right, they right. Would, wherever I placed them, they yeah, just the, sat. What's the thing with, I feel like it's like a common knowledge thing that like you shouldn't touch bunnies because then the No, that's mother, not true. Is that a myth? That's a myth, yeah. That like their mother will reject them yeah, if they no, have your scent on bunnies. it. that's not bunnies. I think that's something else, but it's not not for bunnies. That might be like marsupials of some sort. Yeah. Maybe a I think kangaroo. that's more like a bird thing, maybe. Okay. So the bird thing that, that was not good. The the other we the, did have the bird thing. We did have, the bird. <laughs> we did have a live so bird. That, in that was when you're not supposed yeah. to touch it. Yeah, the MCC turned into an animal hospital. You, yeah, <laughs> like you're supposed to touch yeah. birds, but that was a full grown bird, so he was on his own. He was, he was making he his way downtown. Flew into a window, yeah. and uh, as soon as he flew into the window and was on the ground, like one was definitely had passed on. Yeah, uh, the other one, one was alive, and Jose said <laughs> maybe he need a water. And we're like, Jose, it's ridiculous. He just threw, <laughs> flew into the glass wall. No, he has a concussion of some sort. We bring him into the van for like three hours. He's just laying there. Finally, it's like we give him like a tiny little cap full of water. Immediately perks right up, flies out of the van. It's like, yeah, Jose, Jose was, was right. right. All he needed was like the smallest amount of water, and he was completely cured. We let him go, and yeah. uh, that was fun. Yeah, that was a fun day. Yeah. Yeah. Pooped on that one of our new Premier Outdoor Living shirts. Shirt, yeah. yeah. Did you have a Did you have a bird funeral for the other one, uh, like in the office? Like, yeah, I, I was one of the pallbearers. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of the the bird bearers. Yeah, yeah. We were we were like not we were pretty sure he was dead. We weren't a hundred percent though, so we just took him into the woods and laid him uh, to rest. Yeah. We Correct. Didn't, yeah, we didn't bury him just in case. Under, understood. Yeah. yeah. You know, you yeah. gotta just in case. Just in case one of those wild bunnies we were talking <laughs> about gets hungry. 
they could still eat it. The meat was still fresh. <laughs> sure, yeah. So, how do we get uh, on to these topics? I don't know. I don't know. Jeez, it's really some hard-hitting stuff this week. It is. It's, uh, got, it's yeah. gotten heavy here. It's, it's gotten really heavy. It's, the lights are back on, but it's dark. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, since we just went from a very heavy topic, I think it's worth talking about you are a sober carpenter. Yeah, so I would I would prefer to like so if I were to I would tell you that I'm like in recovery, okay. Um, because yeah, so I did uh, I did have some substance substance abuse issues throughout my life, um, really from a young age, right? And uh, so part of my part of my journey has been um, entering recovery. Like I'm, I. I had a process and through that process I was in the trades and you know I lived in uh, with, with addiction in the trades for a long time alike uh, many other people right it was not I was I was not the odd one out uh, in most of these scenarios although it just took me to a place where I, I could no longer operate um, really in any form at, you know where I was at so um, I'll be I'll be be coming up on nine years in July. Wow. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah, thank That's you. Incredible. Thank you. So, and I'm still engaged in recovery. Yeah. You know, so uh, I'm, you know, I'm a member of a group. Uh, it's a men's group. And, and, you know, I was joking last night, I, you know, I'm doing some development stuff right now, some Cord 4. I'm a member of, uh, I'm engaged with uh, LDX, Legacy Dex. And uh, I was joking last night that it's a normal thing for me to share my feelings with a group of men, right? So I've had, <laughs> it, it's not just the fact that like, I don't, I don't drink or do drugs anymore. And that has accelerated my ability to like show up for life and like build a business and like be, um, just be real. You know what I mean? Really be who I, be who I'm meant to be. But, um, but also it's given me an ability to like do work on myself and like, try to figure out really the, the, the other things that stand in my way. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I don't, at, at this point, like it's not a struggle for me to like not do drugs or not have a drink or whatever. Uh, yeah. for me, it's like the other stuff, right. That gets in my way. So yeah, I mean, I guess, and I always, I've done some other podcasts where we've talked about this and you know, you, you guys asked if I want to touch on it and I, and I do, because I, I think it's important that people know that, I'm reachable and that if they have questions about that or they think they might be in a, you know, have issues or that they know somebody, they just really just have questions about really what my process looked like or like what my life looks like now, then I'm, I'm more than willing to talk about that, like with anybody. So, um, yeah, I feel yeah. like you have to have an incredible amount of self-awareness when you're working through addiction. And that has to be an asset for like being a business owner that has oh, to yeah. like help. Oh yeah. And, and especially like, because I mean, my number one, right, right now in my life is like, be like, obviously like be like the best like business owner. But, you know, I've found that I'm not really that excited about, you know, I came from a corporate role in my last position. Like when I opened this business and started to scale it, like the last thing, I mean, God bless you. Like my wife did our workers comp audit yesterday while I was here. Like, those are the things. Like, I don't, people ask me all the time, oh my God, you swing a hammer all day and you do the social media. Like, yeah, but like, that's like pretty much all I do. Like, Cody's here right now, always supporting the business. And like, she really took on all the tasks that like, I don't want to do, which is like- Shout out to Cody. Shout out to Cody. Like, (laughs) she's just, she's the rock. And like, I, so for me, like, I just, uh, 
I've had the ability to like try to become a better leader, right? And um, and a lot of that is like looking inward, because yeah. if you really want to figure out how to lead, you got to figure out how to inspire. And if you want to figure out how to inspire, you have to be somebody that's an inspirational person, right? Not somebody that motivates with money or motivates yeah. with like threatens, uh, <laughs> you know, threat whatever. And like honestly, like I was raised in an era of the trades where like I got screamed at yeah. for a decade, right? Yeah. And I could never do right. And I was never good enough. And that's how I was treated. That's how I was raised in the trades. And like that, it was in my core when I became, you know, maybe not a couple years ago, but still, and I'm working through that. It's like, that is, that's how I was brought up, right? Is that if somebody, um, wasn't operating or producing in the correct manner that you would like really tell them in like a not <laughs> motivating way. Right. And so that's my challenges. And I've used a lot of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm engaging in the core four stuff. And like, I, you know, I read as much as I can and listen to books about just trying to improve. So today my struggle is not uh, doing drugs, but it's like myself, you know what I mean? And that's, but like you said, like that is a, those awareness skills and like really like motivation to like grow and be better and like have evidence that like if I apply like some principles in my life that it'll be easier for me to live. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I've seen the evidence of that. So, right, right, yeah, right. it's cool. Yeah. It's funny. Some that's people, haven't ever worked for a company like that, like an old school company where just everybody's getting screamed at and it shows. I think it's good. <laughs> it does. I think it like really everyone needs does. that experience it like really a does. little bit. Like yeah. Ant comes from that that side. Like Ant is like some of the people that have worked at Premier Outdoor Living never worked at a place where they're getting screamed at all the time and it showed. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you need to go somewhere, like this is your only experience of construction. Like this is from like that perspective, our company is like a joke. Like you, everyone has it so easy. I'm right. never screaming. And like most people in construction, they have at least worked for a company where it's like, yeah, you were getting screamed at, cursed at every day. And it was just like a part of the job. Mm -hmm. And I think, <laughs> I think it is useful to like work for somebody like that. And there is sometimes like, you know, the people that like, I don't mean it in like a, we need like a scared straight kind of like a week <laughs> yeah, exactly, crash yeah. course of like <laughs> exactly where you just yeah just yeah. get your mental beat down for a week <laughs> so like every other job just feels like a walk in the park like Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> like I I worked for somebody that uh, they were like a little bit old school and they they weren't like yelling like berating you but it was like you know when it was time to like you were cutting roof sheathing or whatever he was screaming out measurements from the roof. Like, you need to be paying attention. You need to be, like, ready to go. Have your tape measure out. Like, you know, and, and he'll yell at you. Like, say, what are you doing? Like, you know, you're acting like an idiot. I need that piece. What are you doing? And, like, it's not really in, like, a harassment way because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, they just expect a certain level from you. I don't operate and lead like that, but I think it did help me to, like, you know, hey, there's a time where it's, it's time to get stuff done and you need to stop joking around. You need to, like, pay attention. And you need to do this so that I can stay efficient. I think it's good to have a little bit of that experience. And it's also good to have like some of those stories of like a really crazy boss that just screams all the time. <laughs> it makes you appreciate like uh, somebody like you. 
Yeah. It's difficult to be sensitive when you're in the trades. Yeah. And I'm, like, really sensitive. Do you know what I mean? And, and a lot of my guys are, too. So it's you got to figure it out. You, have you just to figure said you're out. in two men's yeah. groups, so yeah. it sounds like yeah. you're in touch with your emotions, which is yeah. you, I a mean, good you leadership have. quality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, all that tough guy, all that tough guy stuff, you know, I don't really think it gets you that far. You look tough, though. Well, I mean, you don't have to... You have to look tough and be tough. <laughs> yeah, one or the other will yeah, do. Yeah, just one or the other. You know what I mean? I'm tough and I just don't look. I look soft, but I am tough. Yeah. Since I don't have the tough look, yeah. I have to act tough. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's interesting to hear a lot of like your leadership, uh, kind of like ideologies and, and how you come to these conclusions. And a lot of it sounds like kind of the extreme ownership stuff. Like oh, yeah. everything... And I've always been like that. Like, everything at the end of the day is always my fault. I'm the one that's in charge. Whether somebody did something that, like, they weren't doing their job, that part of the thing is their fault, but it's my fault for not, you know, seeing that beforehand and training them up, not seeing that before I hired them and, you know, bringing them into the company, not, you know, communicating with them properly when I saw signs of this, you know, behavior before. So to some extent like it doesn't do you any good to just blame another person it's like that's fine but the only way that you can improve for the future is looking at what did I do here that I could do differently that's the only thing that's going to improve you and make the situation better in the future so I love that you look at a lot of stuff from that perspective like up and down the chain like you said like with the clients and with your employees like the client has a lot of questions and like seems confused. That's my fault. If yeah, somebody absolutely. isn't like performing up to the standards that I want on my crew, that's my fault. Whether it's I didn't train them or I didn't coach them or uh, or they just don't have it and I hired them, that's your fault. You know what I mean? I love that mentality and I think you have to to have the growth that you're having. Yeah, Does that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like. When I, you know, 10 years ago and, and now, or whatever, how many, 20 years ago and now, I feel like I look for a completely different type of employee than I, you know, in, in my, my constant experience keeps like uh, reaffirming that, that you really, you're looking for someone who's like really good at following instructions and really good with people that can like lead. Yeah. Cause sometimes that's not me. You know, and I try to be that, but really, like, in this business, it's a very common thing. You know, we'll put out a job ad, we'll get 60 applications, and, man, 59 of them are, like, God's <laughs> yeah. gift to construction. They can do it all. It seems like 30 years is the mark. They've been, you know, 30 years. Yeah. They've built 700 decks. We get on a call with them, and I'm like, you know, give me some deck, you know, experience or whatever. I mean, you could ask them, what kind of decking? No answer. What kind of fasteners? No answer. You know, what kind, you know. Mm -hmm. Really, there's just no really direction or lead or knowledge contained in this 30 years of doing it all. Yeah. And it's so it's, I've really kind of started to think about like, you know, I mean, I was just on the phone with, uh, with a guy out of Canada very recently who was like reaching out to me to kind of trade some advice or he's like looking for some business stuff. And I was sharing with him my experience on marketing and with, uh, with like uh, building the team and 
you know, he was under the impression from our social account, which I don't think I try to polish what we do to the point where I try to act like we have it all together. Um, mm -hmm. I, I really keep it very raw. I edit stuff rarely. Um, but he thought that, like, every guy on our team is, like, a pro, like, tenured deck builder. Yeah. Right? So, like, my guys come from, one of them was a roofer for 20, 25 years. The other one is, like, a younger guy, and he comes from, like, siding, landscaping, and snow plowing. Like, another guy has been, like, kicking around the trades for a little while, but worked a whole bunch of different jobs, and has just really never been given the ability to, like, run the saw, run the drill, like, install that instead of just hand me that. And, like, so, really, we're like a ragtag team <laughs> of, like, guys just trying to figure it out. And like uh, I was gonna say earlier, like when we met, like I, I installed a deck very differently two years ago than I do today. Yeah. And it's not because I figured out all this new stuff. It's very much due to the relationships that I've built around here and the people that I watch. And like, you know, like the first time I saw somebody dress a whole set of stairs and then put vinyl railings on them, I'm like, how did you do that? Yeah. They're like steel structural sleeves with the, you know, and I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, like the things that I've used to put railings on cement steps, but never thought that I can install all my railings the same way, whether they're aluminum, whether they're vinyl or composite or whatever. I'm like, that's how we do it now, yeah. you know? And it's like changed because now we frame the same way everything we frame um, yeah. for railings. And, you know, so it's just stuff like that. Like you just... You never really know what's going on and that somebody yeah. has it all figured out or like that. You know, there's, it is construction. Understand this. It's every single account you see, every single job, there is mistakes being made, time being lost, you know, changes being made in the fly. Yeah. Like that is construction <laughs> and it happens everywhere. Yeah. I'm always surprised when like people come up to me and they're like, man, you guys are like killing it. You guys yeah. are got it all together. And I'm like. I try as hard as possible to like really show pretty much all of our mistakes yeah. and people still think we have it together. I don't yeah. think we really capture all of them, but <laughs> I feel like every day, like, wow, this is, we need to figure something out today that everything has gone awry. <laughs> How did we get into this situation? And that is part of just like being a business owner. Like yeah. you can't be prepared for every situation. You just have to have the mentality, like problems will come up. No, they won't. Because why? It's just a solution we haven't found yet. Because there's no such thing as a problem, no actually. There's no such thing as a problem. That's the mentality that you need to have. Like, <laughs> there's And there's no growth. If you don't have problems that come yeah. up and you learn how to work through them, there's no growth. You exactly. have to learn how to work through exactly. problems in order We're, to grow. I think there's the type of people that, like, set out a plan, and as soon as one thing, like, is a hiccup in that plan, and now they have to, like, freestyle a little bit to get back to the plan, they kind of lose it. And there's the other people that are like... Here's the end goal. Here's kind of the path of how we're going to get there, and here's our here's our plan. But they have that in their mind that things are going to come up, and we're not going to have like a a textbook answer. It's going to have to be like let's figure it out, like with business problems and with construction problems. Like that's going to happen all the time. And as long as you go into it with the attitude of they will come up, we will get through them. There's no such thing as a problem. It's just a solution we haven't found yet. I think. You're gonna be, you're gonna be in a better position, and you're gonna be a lot less stressed out. Yeah, true. This is my yeah. two cents. Last yeah. year, I put the color, the wrong color down on a deck. How big? Uh, it was probably like 300 square feet. 
It wasn't a did giant. The, maybe it was a little bigger than that. Maybe like, four, maybe like 400. Oh, yeah. She was, she was not happy because we laid the whole field and went home. And then she came home the wrong color. What what color was it? What was she going for? It was uh, it was it was Sierra and Slate. It was supposed to be Tundra and Sierra. Be, but but honestly, what happened was it, I, yeah. But 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 but. So <laughs> but, 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 the, the color did get changed. <laughs> it was written up. Uh, it it was it was written up as being Sierra and Slate, and they had changed their mind to Tundra and Sierra. But I hadn't changed. The I hadn't changed my software. I'd only changed my notes, where I I had already done the takeoff before I changed it in the software for the proposal. Yeah. So when I called it out, I called out the wrong color. But it, it was just really funny how it happened. It was last year. I think it was like summertime, and uh, you know these Facebook groups or whatever. So there had just been like a conversation like the day before of someone like spouting off about how they don't make mistakes. And it was literally to like the fine dial of like that. They don't like, they never have like cut a board wrong or something or, <laughs> you know, like just some like complete bullshit exaggeration. Oh, can I say that? Um, yes, you <laughs> that, that, you know, that they don't make mistakes. And if you do like you're in the wrong business or like you need to like be better or whatever. And I, so I pretty much went on my, Instagram that day and was like, hey, just check it in here. We put down the wrong color. We're just plucking this whole deck out. It's all perimeter cut, track sawed, you know, everything. So we're just going to, you know, load that up and uh, put it at the shop. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, the customer was really probably willing to live with it. Yeah. Like, I think she was already, like, going through the process of, you know, because I don't think she expected okay me to just rip it out. Yeah. Because it was beautiful. Yeah. It was really nice. Um, it just was the wrong yeah. shade of gray, yep. you know? But, yeah, we yanked it out of there and put a new one down. But I shared it on social. And a lot of people reached out to me and were like, dude, that's pretty cool that you would share that. I'm like... I mean, it's not like I, like, get out of bed and decided to be an asshole. We put the wrong color down. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just happened. Yeah. I made a mistake. <laughs> no kidding. I've made millions of them. I think one of the things that really helps me deal with a lot of the mistakes we make, I just go into it with the mentality of, all right, well, at least this is a good storyline. We'll oh, create a good video about sure. it. Sure. Like, when things go completely sideways, yeah. it's not like, oh, God, again. It's like, oh, perfect. This video is probably going to be a little boring. Good thing we made a huge mistake <laughs> well, and we have something to talk about. Have so. you ever heard of like a roofing company, like roofing the wrong house? Oh, like it like yeah. happens all the time. So like <laughs> I, I said, like at least we put the deck on the right house. It's the wrong color, <laughs> but at least we're not like next door, you yeah. know, where she's like, hey, are you guys starting today? They were just putting I the last screw in. I saw a thing where they demoed a house. Oh. <laughs> they demoed the wrong house. I don't think anyone was like actually living in it. I think it was like somewhere unoccupied but like it wasn't supposed to get torn down it was next to the house that they were oh, supposed to tear gnarly. down and they tore down the wrong house <laughs> I was going to say I saw on the news they built a deck on the wrong house and the people were home who like knew they weren't supposed to be getting a deck and they just didn't say anything they just like let it they be just, built they were like out <laughs> with like, like yeah. lawn chairs like eating popcorn <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. sick free deck <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> and did they, they started like, giving them a hard time about the color like, you guys Finders have to keepers? pay us a little bit because, like, you didn't say anything and you knew that we were building on the wrong house? Yeah, I think there was some sort of... Some sort of, yeah. Legality like, behind it, but... 
Do you like, think that still comes with a warranty? Like if there's a product failure or something, like, hey, <laughs> can you come back and button up these yeah. railings? They're getting a little bit loose. <laughs> the craftsmanship here is not up to my standards. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple other things I wanted to One thing I wanted to mention, or just ask, I guess, just, is uh, I imagine the guy that used to be a roofer is probably a great employee. Uh, yeah, so that's Josh, uh, okay. or Prison Mike. Okay. Um, yeah, we... I started calling him Prison Mike because I figured out when it started to get warm out that he wears a bandana during the summertime. Oh, nice. So we actually snacked nice. up some, uh, Cody picked up some purple bandanas <laughs> nice. and I made it mandatory that no other colors are allowed. Love um, that. Just awesome. especially for like gang related, you know, because the other ones are primarily, I think you know, purple is like Purple seems well, I believe it's yeah. the Latin Kings. Uh, uh, oh, it is? Correct. Yeah, it, oh, it okay. is. So, uh, but yeah, just purple, prison mic. Um, and then actually a new development on that is uh, figured out his middle name. It's Mike. Whoa, oh. that's my middle name too. I never wanted to share that, <laughs> you know. I feel uh, like Yeah, a, uh, so prison Mike is, uh, yeah, he's our, I mean, he's our most tenured employee. Okay. And, uh, and he is absolutely like so reliable to the core. Uh, it's just crazy. And he really is just, I mean, these are my guys. I, I have to, when I, you know, if I'm leaving the site, I have to like sternly tell them to pack up yeah. and what time to clean up or they will just keep working. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they are salaried employees. All my guys are on salary. Um, I don't count hours. I don't take, you know, I don't dock days or rain days or anything like that because, yeah. I mean, unless I'm going to do it for myself, then I don't really think it's fair that I do it for them. Um, and so, but these guys really are like devoted. Like if they're on something, you know, yeah. we just, we just bent some decorators. Uh, we bent some radiuses uh, and, and these guys put that down while I was up here for day one. Um, well, on Wednesday and uh, yeah he sent me like 10 photos of yeah. the landing you know and I didn't get them for like an hour I was busy and, and when I did I he's like oh man it was, I was like it looks in absolutely incredible you crushed it and he's like oh there was radio silence for so long I was like all oh. you know cause they're like <laughs> really they're like devoted man yeah. you know what I mean but yeah Josh is the man I just imagine no matter how hard the day is, he's like, just says to himself, yeah, it's better than roofing. <laughs> so so we roof. shared, I, I found a meme the other day that's like a, uh, it's like a, a construction worker or whatever. And it's like one guy's like telling him that he has like a bone sticking out of his arm, like he's injured. <laughs> yeah. The other guy says, it's okay. I just have to sit down for a minute. <laughs> And that is Josh. That is Josh 1,000%. It's just too I'm like crying just thinking about how funny it is because that like is him. Too. Yeah. yeah. Ant would be like, his arm would be missing. He'd be like, it's fine. Just, just give me gonna, some like, <laughs> give me some electrical tape or something. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, other day he, sure. was, he was working on the white PVC. Tom was handing him up stuff and it had blood on it. And he was like, Tom, what the hell, dude? There's blood all over this. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you bleeding or whatever? And he's like, oh, shit, it's me. I'm, I'm the one he's bleeding. He's always bleeding. He's always bleeding, yeah. and he Didn't never knows how. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what cut a you? He's like, man I'm not sure. Man. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how do you not know yeah. at what point you started bleeding? <laughs> That's usually like a pretty definitive point in time where I, I can wasn't bleeding, now I'm bleeding. Yeah, yeah I can but identify with that. We're like, you're like working with like Azac, like white PVC tram oh, or something, yeah. and you just look back at the piece and it's yeah. like oh no <laughs> oh anytime boy. I get cut and I'm bleeding I'm like ow 
<laughs> I will remember exactly how this happened. <laughs> Not it. He's just nope. like, oh, I'm bleeding. Didn't it's even a good know amount it. too. It was like. Yeah. Well, uh, we're getting close to our happy hour. Uh, yeah. Anything else that we want to uh, dive in on, topic-wise? Oh, you guys didn't have any drinks. No. No. We I just water. realized that. But Catherine's doing. It. Let's dive in on the the seventy-five hard. <laughs> Oh, How's yeah. that going? Because she's on the road too, yeah. and like I'm at this show, this I've been eating like no, I've been know. eating like crap because yeah. they, they just everybody serves like buffets of like appetizers. Yeah, but so how's it's it going? Very with that? difficult to eat. Yeah, uh, yeah, everything's going good. I've done my walks, got those in. The food I thing is difficult though. Anything? It's the last I, three days. I feel like I haven't. I ate yeah. a salad yesterday and the inside of two chicken wings. <laughs> yes, last, that was my dinner. The inside of two chicken. <laughs> so you're getting creative with the uh, with the spreads on hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's oh, good and I did though. have a little bit of Brussels sprouts in there, but uh, but yeah, it's that been not it's been difficult to sustain life. No, I I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah, okay. It wasn't wasn't good. Probably on walk that, her down those stairs as we're getting down to the yeah. lower level. I might need just a hand case, to get yeah. a little yeah. lightheaded. Uh, but yeah, I'm not. It's going good. Nice. And I you're working on. Well, you're like doing a similar. It's not 75 hard, but you're working through a similar. Yeah, so well, self-improvement I, so program. I was telling I was telling you yesterday that I uh, you know I've told myself I work in the field I'm up on my feet all day I don't need to exercise because mm-hmm. I also do have like I'm blessed with genes that I can eat whatever I want I stay the same way yeah, um, yeah you're but I'll tell jacked. you you're looking good I pass but I am looking good because even <laughs> just a month there you go. like there's like the month that I've been like eating better and exercising intentionally yeah instead of just what you know i i'm it's helping yeah it's yeah. helping with my mindset it's helping with my figure you know with just the way i feel the way i look you know so there's a lot of value in that you know yeah. even beyond a guy who doesn't get fat from eating yeah shitty food right it's like just because i have that i'm like passing on all of the other benefits that i can get from like taking care of myself yeah. you know I think one of the things it helps me with just like doing intense exercise, like I've been running a lot lately, getting back into that, is I have such a hard time like shutting off my racing thoughts, but it's really hard to have racing thoughts when you're like, I'm really tired, I want to stop running. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So like it forces you to like think about the present moment and the fact that you're having trouble breathing and you are tired and your legs hurt and you need to keep running, I think, like, that's one of the only ways I can, like, really shut off my just, like, wandering mind. And uh, it's it's super helpful. It sounds like meditation. It is, basically, yep. yeah. I think. It is. Plus, yep. then you get, you know, the blood flow and the endorphins and stuff and you feel yeah. better and I can eat whatever I want and I will get fat, like, immediately. So it helps with that as well. Nice. Just good. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, like you were saying, like I feel like a lot of trades people have the mentality of like, oh, I I work out all day every day because I'm in the field, but that's like the worst kind of working out because you're, like most people are one-handed, so they're just doing like things on one side and everything. Most people only have one hand. Listen, I'm not. You're uh, you know, if you're right-handed, you're swinging your hammer with your right hand. Oh, I thought you meant most carpenters only have one arm. I'm sure some. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been an yeah. accident somehow. I, I, know, I know some carpenters in the field that are in their 40s and 50s that have been working in the field 60 hours a week their entire lives, and they're, like, fat. 
Yeah. So I don't think that is like enough yeah. to sustain. Yeah. yeah, you might feel right? like you've done something, but it's not like. Yeah. It's yeah. really, not the right kind of really easy to eat more calories than you burn right. building. Like if you eat like a cheesesteak every day at lunch, like. Yeah, I'm hungry yeah. right you now. You can't really work enough to like burn through that. You can yeah. easily eat more than you burn yeah. building. I go through that a lot. Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so there it is. Yeah. I've been exercising for four weeks, so I'm handing out tips now. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I've been doing 75 hard for like not even, I guess I'm halfway through ish, and yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, it's lifestyle. I've been so committed for a month. <laughs> Let me tell yep. you all about it. That's doing something <laughs> every day and being consistent is not easy. So that's true. So kudos <laughs> to both of you guys. Thanks. You guys are doing great. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. I would do a round of applause, but one of my hands is holding this microphone. So <laughs> yeah. I'll do a appreciate it. So for clap. those yeah. of you that are listening to the audio uh, and not on video, Sean, one handed clap uh, for <laughs> Catherine and myself. Yes, we do appreciate it. Let the record right, well, show that he one handed clap for. <laughs> do we do a secret Why don't question? You well, I was going to let him shout out his socials and stuff before, oh, of course, you know, yeah. where, do people, where do people find you? Oh, yeah. So we're on Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, yeah. So everything's at Raven Builders. It's R-A-V-I-N Builders, uh, except for Facebook is Build Raven. R-A-V-I-N. But yeah, check us Love out. Love that. He's a really good follow. So definitely. Great follow. Definitely great follow. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, should we do a secret question? Sure, you got one. Let's hear it. Do you have one for us? You don't have to. <laughs> if not, I will have one for you. Oh, man. Um, all right. Um, okay. Let's see. Secret question. No, I'll take one from you, and then if I can think of a good one, I'll, I'll fire back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If, if you're, if you're ready to go, go. Yeah, I, that's fair. Not really. I'm never ready with one, but I'll okay. pick one out of thin air. Do you have Do one? Do it. No, you go ahead. Okay. You usually uh, pick a good one out of thin air, so I'm interested yeah. to hear what it is. Yes. What is... Okay. For the rest of... Do you do uh, the grocery shopping at your house? I do not. Sometimes? I will put yourself in that mindset. <laughs> have so, you ever been to a grocery store? The most... I, I have been in one before. Occasionally, I, go in the, I have to go in the bank that's in the grocery store, although I prefer to do that online. Mm. Um... So I've been in them before. I know like how they work, but no, I, I do not. And the most involvement that I have in the grocery shopping is occasionally my wife will ask me if I want anything specific at the grocery store and I respond, no, thank you. I also always say, no, like thank you. A woman. And then I complain that like, there's not anything for me to eat. I'm like, yeah, we should, why don't we have any apples? It's like, I asked if you wanted anything and you said, nah, not really. Just whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Classic. Uh, so was that the secret question? Are you involved in your grocery shopping? No, it was going to be, you can only pick one aisle of the grocery store to keep. Ooh. And you have to eat from that aisle for the rest of your life. What it, aisle are you picking? Does that make sense? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know how the aisles are categorized? Like, are you going to go produce, and but all you can use produce for the rest of your life? Are you going to go dairy section where you could have yogurts and cheeses and just eat mm. That might cause some backup issues. <laughs> you yeah. gonna go cereal aisle? Clogged pipe situation. You gonna go frozen food? You know wh where are mm, you going? Mm, 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 mm. Uh, you like the question or no? Sure, yeah. It's, okay, great. I'll give awesome. it. A, I'll give it a five and a half out of ten. Okay, not bad. Um, 
why don't you answer first? Yeah, so, I mean, all I can picture is, like, when you do walk in the grocery store, you and it's really not an not aisle, but it's, like, really a big section, and it has, like, the produce, the deli, the, you know, it's kind of, like, all one, but then I just got to think, well, if I, cho- can I choose, the like, the deli? Yeah. Yeah, you could definitely yeah. yeah, cuz they have like prepared foods and lunch meats and cheeses and I yeah, I could I could live off that. Yeah. There's usually loaves of bread and like There's got to be like right good in front of the, <laughs> there's, yeah. the cuz there's like some like good food in there like mm-hmm. semi. I mean, they most grocery stores have leveled up their game oh, yeah. on the deli. I'm just going to say that. We get yeah. some prepared food when we need a quick meal. Like sometimes she, you know, but I think I think we order our groceries online. And You're like not pick even sure. Them, and like pick them up. <laughs> okay. Pretty sure like a guy comes and puts Your them in the car. Your grocery store experience is way less than I thought it would be. <laughs> like you're really like, I think On when you periphery. go into a grocery store, there might be an area where there's like meats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they have that? Is that a thing? Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I know everyone's Someone different, so I don't, I don't know yeah. where you guys shop, all right? It's probably some weird name. I don't, you know. All right. I know Catherine has been in a grocery store before. She is familiar <laughs> with the aisles and the sections. Yes, what are you yes, going yes. with? yes. Um, I guess I would probably, I would either pick produce because that's like, you know, fresh food would probably make you feel the best. But also, I feel like the sleeper pick would be frozen foods because they do yeah. have frozen fruits and vegetables and prepared oh, yeah. foods. So you could get like yeah. the, probably the widest variety in that frozen yeah. section would be my that's a good point. Thought. You going cereal? I was going to go cereal. I was yeah. going to go like cereal because usually it's like cereal and breakfast stuff. So you can do, you got cereal there. You got like maybe some of those like breakfast bars. Yeah. Okay. Usually it's combined with the coffee and tea as well. Yep. Mostly nice. carb-based. Got that. Mostly everything is carb-based, yeah, which, you definitely. know, give you that energy. <laughs> also have like carnation instant breakfast. Yeah. It's got all the, the nutrients. I'm thinking for like long-term survival here. Like okay. I'm going to need to get those nutrients mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's a good aisle to do it. All right. Frozen's a good one. I'd be interested to hear a health report after a year of <laughs> only consuming deli meats. So yeah, we'll have to do a recap so I'm not on that. Thinking like just, I, I was thinking like, all right, I'm like eating like tortellini yeah, and like, you know, like the, all the, the stuff the out of the tray. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like that they're like preparing food. Yeah. I'll take the prepared food because honestly, it's ready to go. It's ready to rock. It's true. They have like meatloaf in there. You know what I mean? They have the all sorts of stuff. great. Yeah, you, you don't you have definitely that stuff just here. did a workaround. You just picked a personal chef. <laughs> you don't have that stuff at your grocery store? We do, we When's do. When's the last but time you were in the grocery section. store? It sounds like Sarah does all the shopping. I love grocery shopping. Me and Max go almost every week, either to Wegmans or Costco. Wow. It's been Costco oh, lately, right, but right. I can't go to Costco anymore because last time I went, I went, I went nuts on the snacks that are like appear to be healthy. They're yeah. not, and they taste really good, and they're really just like cookies disguised yeah candy and, and uh i went totally nuts on them i can't go back there i need <laughs> to go to just like buy regular food so yeah all right well i'm glad we got those hard-hitting yeah. topics out of the way pretty yeah. good pretty good uh anything else i think that's it for me no i'm i'm good i'm i'm fulfilled good kev thanks for being yeah, on the podcast so it's always a good time thank uh, you so much uh so yeah, until next time, it's been the Hardworking Happy Hour. See you next week.